Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 98 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you are all enjoying what is left of your summers, but I would imagine there are probably many of you who uh, who have kids that are already back to school. Uh, here in the Northeast, we typically start back up around Labor Day, so we're, we're trying to soak in every last hour of summertime, and it's been an especially exciting week here in our household because our pool that we actually started working on last December was finally completed this week. So the kids have they've been in it pretty much every hour that they've been awake over the past uh, past week. Um, we we really love the summertime and and we'll all be really sad to see it go. Especially me, I I love the summertime and I actually I hate the cold. So <laughs> not looking forward to uh, to heading into the fall and and then eventually the winter. But uh, that's the way it goes around here. But we're not focused on sad stuff right now, especially when it comes to Disney Cruise Line. As of today, the Disney Dream has already completed two cruises in this post-shutdown era. And from everything I've heard, they have gone really, really well. I've seen so many positive things being said about them. It's uh, It's been a really difficult week for me uh, because I have just been having cruise FOMO like you wouldn't believe. I'm so jealous of all of you who have had the opportunity to sail already or will be sailing in the next couple of weeks. Um, I really want to be on one of these cruises, uh, but the, the timing is, is just not going to work out for us, I don't think. Uh, who knows what could happen, but uh, for right now, it's not going to work out. Um, and I just saw a post, uh, from a cast member on the fantasy today that said they are scheduled for a couple more test cruises. And if all goes well, the fantasy will return to cruising in three weeks. Uh, so it's really exciting. I've also seen posts by other cast members returning to the Disney wonder. So things for now anyway, are definitely moving in the right direction. Um, and like I said, it's a very exciting time for Disney cruise line. Before we get into this week's episode, there's one quick thing I wanted to bring to your attention, and you may have seen me post about it on my social media pages, but um, I read an article last week about more than 25 families being denied boarding on the Disney Dream uh, this past week because of some miscommunications about the pre-cruise requirements. Really sad, and I, I felt really bad for all the families involved but if you're sailing in the next several weeks and upcoming months please 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 be sure that you are informed of all the pre-cruise requirements um disney cruise line has a great know before you go resource on their website with a checklist of all the pre-cruise requirements 
if you visit my social media pages, you can probably scroll through and find the link to that uh, to that site. But please be sure that you read through those and understand everything at least a week before your cruise is scheduled. Don't wait until right before your cruise to read through those. Um, you know, give yourself a, a, a at least a week. The biggest thing that people seem to not understand, uh, at least from what I read this week, is that for anyone not voluntarily providing proof of vaccination, including your children, you must provide evidence of a negative PCR test taken within five days of the start of your cruise. And it has to be a PCR test, can't be any other kind of rapid test. Um, and, and so just keep that in mind. For those of, uh, of you who are subject to this requirement, you will also be required to take a rapid test at the port. So this is in addition to the proof of a, of a negative PCR test that you must bring with you. So again, just to put it super simply, if you're not providing proof of vaccination, you must bring with you a proof of a negative PCR test taken within five days of cruising and also take a rapid test at the port upon arrival. So I'm just putting that out there because I would hate for any of my listeners to be denied boarding because um, they weren't aware of something. There are more things that you should be aware of, but those seem to be kind of the um, the ones that people are, are, are most confused about. And also, just to maybe slide in a quick plug, if you are booked on a Disney cruise through me, you will definitely be well informed of all the requirements prior to your departure, so there won't be any issues there. Uh, you can... Uh, uh, have some peace of mind. So add that to the, the list of, of benefits of booking a cruise through a travel agent. I'm also planning to do a back to the basics type episode here pretty soon that's going to kind of go through all of the details about getting you prepared to cruise with Disney uh, in 2021. So uh, be on the lookout for that. All right, on to this week's episode. Unfortunately, I have to start out with a quick apology. Right after I recorded the the episode with this week's guest, I found out that um, she was also a guest on another DCL podcast, which is totally fine. No, I have zero issues with that. I just I just know that we, you know, I probably have a lot of crossover listeners. Um, so many of you uh, may have already heard that episode and, and may hear some of the same information on this show. I apologize for that. I try my hardest to bring you interesting, relevant, and unique content. And uh, it just turns out that we uh, we both had the, the same great idea at the same time. So um, we're going to talk about the final test cruise that was completed right before the first official cruise on August 9th. I was so excited to hear about the new protocols on a U.S.-based cruise. I, uh, I was really excited um, to talk to tonight's guest, and I, I, I'm still really excited for you to hear the episode. My goal over the next uh, couple weeks is to give you as much information as possible about these early cruises so that you can you know, really get a feel for what it's like and to get perspectives from a few different people. So we're going to talk to, um, uh, excuse me, we're going to talk about the test crews in this episode. And then I have a guest lined up for each of the first two official cruises after that test crew. So uh, I hope you enjoy tonight's episode and the ones uh, to come over the next couple of weeks. Take a listen. 
Disney Cruise Line is cruising once again in the United States. In fact, as we record this, the Disney Dream is in the middle of its first passenger cruise since March of 2022. The Dream spent the day at Castaway Key today and will be uh, and will actually turn around and visit again tomorrow as it kicks off a series of Castaway Key double dips over the next several weeks. Very exciting times. It's awesome to see Disney cruising back uh, in the U.S. All the all the social media posts and the videos of the sail away were just so awesome to watch. Uh, yesterday it was really fun. Um, the Fantasy has completed a couple test cruises, and I'm anxiously awaiting news about a return to sailing for that ship as well. And speaking of test cruises, the Dream underwent a series of test cruises before welcoming paying passengers back on board. One of which was completed just this past Sunday, and my guest this evening was on board for that final test cruise, and she was very kind enough to agree to come on and share her experience with us. So I am. Super excited to welcome Megan onto the show this evening. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Wes, and hi, everybody. Well, thank you for inviting me, Wes. It's an honor for sure to be on your show. Absolutely. It's it's my pleasure, really. So you actually, you're on Twitter and Instagram, at DCL underscore cruise underscore nerd. Love the love the uh, the the Twitter and and, and Instagram handle, um, but I have to say that you are really on top of the Disney Cruise news and kind of the different things going on with the fleet. Like I think back a couple weeks ago when there were some itineraries that were revealed on the Disney Magic for this fall and winter. I think you were the first person to notice that and to kind of put it out there. So uh, to all of you who are listening, be sure and give Megan a follow. Your your uh, your social media game is strong. Yes, I'm trying my best. You know, I'm still <laughs> kind of new to it and everything, so yeah. I'm like trying to get practice. And, uh, oh man, I am so new to the social media thing as well. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm new, but it just like I struggle with the Instagram stories, and <laughs> they're just people create some really cool ones, and I. I can't figure it out for some reason. I know. I, I have to go to my niece, who is 11 now. Yes. Uh, shout out to the coolest niece on the planet. Nice. But uh, I had to ask her, hey, kiddo, how do you do this? And she's like, Aunt Megan. Nice. Uh, so, Megan, are you, you are a former cast member, is that correct? Or I guess a current cast member? Yes, I'm a current cast member. I am currently on furlough from Disney Cruise Line. Okay. Um, I'm actually what I work, what they call shoreside because oh. we have the ships and the um, team in in Celebration, Florida. And um, I'm a cruise vacation agent, so if you ever call a Disney Cruise Line, you probably have talked to me. Awesome. Uh, but, and it's been awesome. It's been a dream job to work for Disney Cruise Line. So my next dream, kind of like Rapunzel, I got to go out for my next dream. And uh, hopefully one day to work on the ships. Uh, oh, okay. So that's a that's a goal of yours. So yeah. you're just at this point kind of waiting for your your call to come back. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, I'm just doing the waiting game. Yeah, okay. And, um, well, but I, I hope that's you... okay right now. Yeah. Um, I... For at least my mom, because I'm uh, her cruising partner. She's like, oh, just <laughs> let it be until after September 10th because I need my cruising buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I mean, I, I, I hope you get that call very soon. How long have you worked for Disney Cruise Line? Well, I actually started in May of 2019. And um, I worked there until in the office about March 2020. And then that's when, of course, COVID sure, yeah. hit. 
And then that's when we started working from home. And I was actually on one of the last two cruises on the Disney Dream before they did the whole shutdown. Mm. And then um, I've been working from home. And then I got the call from my leader saying that I was going to go on furlough. It kind of, I took it hard, but you know what? I got back up and I was like, you know what? Why not share my experiences on social media? Awesome. Well, we, we're certainly grateful for that. And you said your dad also works for DCL. Is that, is that right? Yes. He also works for DCL as well. And we were always, uh, Shoreside as well. Oh, okay. Um, so his cubicle was actually like a few rows over from mine. No way. So we would always stand up and do like a Mickey wave or something, and, <laughs> you know, be in between calls, check in on each other. And it, it was definitely fun. Yeah. So oh, I love that. Very cool. So I, I think I know the answer to this question. So, you know, it's going to be a dumb question, but have you sailed on a Disney cruise as a guest before? Yes, and and Wes, I always tell this, and my dad always says this. And there's never a dumb question <laughs> in Disney. There's never a dumb question. But no, yes, I, I have cruised with Disney, and um, all together, and I only cruise Disney. Yes. and we've been cruising since 2001, my family and I, and I have 86 cruises. <laughs> oh my word! Are you serious? 86. Yes, yes wow. and only Disney. But Good my mom you. has 94. But. <laughs> What? I know that's great. That's sad. But we, there's cruisers that have more than us. And that's but, that's as a that's as a guest. That's as a as yes. a passenger. As, oh. and that's as a as a guest on board. Um, but wow. but we only cruise Disney, and yeah. as you probably know, Wes, you know, the crew have done an amazing job. And mm. this voyage that we just did, the test voyage, mm-hmm. that we just did it. They did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, it felt like we weren't in a pandemic. You, I mean, obvi- it was obvious, like, with face masks. Yeah, of course. But, but those were just minor things. Yeah. And it was just amazing to be back on board the ship. That's awesome. So you you live, I assume you live in Florida, right? That's how you're yes. able to do so many cruises. Have you done Have you done any cruises kind of outside of, you know, Port Canaveral uh, area? Like, what, what what's a what's – a, What's one of your favorite itineraries that you've done that, you know, maybe isn't one of the, the Port Canaveral cruises? Oh, wow. Um, that's a hard question, Wes. <laughs> that is very, very hard. I did not prep but, you for that one, so put no, you on the but spot. That, hey, that's okay. Um, I've done majority of the itineraries mm. with the exception of Hawaii. That's the one of like a handful that I have not done. Wow. Um, but I would say um, I have – a couple, but two of them, one of them is being the British Isles. Mm. That was an amazing itinerary. And the other one was Europe, uh, just regular Europe is where we visited um, uh, Czechoslovakia or, or Rome for some yeah, people. Right. Um, and France and, and England. It was just amazing just seeing these ports of call. Mm. And France, I mean, I got to visit the Eiffel Tower and, and Notre Dame. And once we entered Notre Dame, you could see it. Like I just pictured Hunchback of the Notre Dame yeah, right. and there. And, you know, the history books aren't, they teach you a lot, but like seeing it in person was so much different mm. than in the textbook. So it's a real awesome experience to do it through Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, for sure. That's, that is amazing. 86 cruises is, is unbelievable. And I'm, I have to say I'm a little jealous myself. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, good for you. I that... have room. 
If yeah. I have room in my suitcase, I will pack you oh, up. Pl- yes, absolutely. Uh, you know how to find me for sure. Um, <laughs> that sounds good. So you you were on this test cruise. I believe it departed Thursday evening, uh, Thursday to Sunday. Uh, I think I have those dates right. So I'm just thinking about kind of the start of the cruise. Did you do your online check-in kind of the same way you would normally do it for a, just a regular cruise? Yes, I did. Um, and it was basically because I have a cruise that's coming up Friday because um, I had that one uh, booked. And when we got this one, um, we I went through the same process. It was easy. Mm. Uh, when I first did the online check-in, it was a little difficult at first because like, you know, I didn't know if we had to have a JPEG form of the sure. pictures because this is the first time for Disney Cruise Line to do – um, the photos at home. Yep. So that took a, a little extra step, but mm-hmm. after a little bit of time, a little bit of patience, it, that was awesome. Gotcha. And plus um, they the completely help. redid the, the website too. So, I mean, yeah. w- did, was there any difficulty kind of navigating because it was new and not what you're used to seeing or was it no, pretty easy um, to, easy to pick up on everything? It was pretty easy to navigate and to kind of get my, like, kind of like getting your feet wet, you know, yeah. before running, I, I guess you would say. And it, it was pretty easy to navigate after a few minutes. Okay. So. And you, I assume you selected a, a port arrival time as part mm-hmm. of that check-in. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess with that in mind, can you kind of talk about your experience arriving at the terminal um, and kind of the measures that they had in place? Because I, I, I believe you drove, right? So you you know, you use the parking garage and everything? Yes, I did. Um, and in one of my YouTube videos, I didn't show it this, this past time because I needed to kind of help my parents. But um, this next cruise, I'll kind of show the process a little bit better in my videos. But so when we got there, they they were strict, more strict on the port arrival time. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't given any leeway uh, whatsoever, uh, which is totally fine because of social distancing yeah. and everything. So we arrived and... It's basically a similar route as it was before and where you drop off your luggage. So once you drop off your luggage, there's going to be a cast member there to make sure that you aren't early. Okay. And if you are early, they're going to turn you away and say, just come back. Um, and they say start driving back about like 15 minutes before, 10, 15 minutes, just so just in case you're somewhere far away, you give yourself some time. Mm-hmm. And... Once we got through, they scanned the barcode on the port arrival form. We went into the garage, and there was two different like routes where unvaccinated or you didn't uh, show your vaccinated card for testing, or if you gotcha. were vaccinated, you know they had that route. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after they started scanning the QR code, we went to the next one, and then after scanning one more time, it was uh, another like okay, perfect. They put uh, like a blue slip, like a blue piece of paper on our cards, letting them know, okay, they're clear to go. And then they put one more and they were just saying, yes, they don't need to get tested. Mm. They're clear to sell. And then we parked and then went into the terminal, like, like always. And of course, um, and I'm not sure if anyone saw on Instagram or, or Twitter when I posted about the updates on the terminal a few months ago, um, they do have something inside, um, right as you go in where the, old uh security used to be and it's kind of like the tsa where they look at your passport yeah at the bottom of the escalators there yeah yeah and um 
and that's something else I'm going to like make sure I take photos because mm. when we did the test cruise, they didn't want any photos. Sure. Or at least that's what they told me. And um, so it was actually easy. They just had us pull down our masks and then go upstairs after we got cleared. Um, there was an issue with my dad's information, which was user error. Shame on me. <laughs> um, I didn't quadruple check on the information that was put in because they once you put the photo in of the passport or a driver's license depending on which one you use for the government issued id they um it apparently either added an extra number or changed his name just ever so slightly by oh. like a letter or something but it was all figured out they were like it's just a letter or it was just a number and but everything else matches mm. and he had other forms of id with them just in case so it worked out well and it was actually pretty easy mm. other than that okay so inside the terminal um what like what do they have you doing in terms of check-in like normally you would go up to the counter and they'd give you your lanyards and your key to the world card and you know your your paper navigator and all that stuff so what like inside the terminal what are you doing before you get on the ship right so um before like pre-pandemic you used to um, have to fill out a health questionnaire yep. that's now on the app mm -hmm. and that will actually become available midnight, you know, day of embarkation. So fill that in. It is five questions. Um, just like before, easy peasy. Yep. And, and that's something that they can see once they scan your QR code, uh, once you're inside the terminal and upstairs. And also another thing is they, um, they don't give you your key to the world cards or lanyards uh, inside the terminal. They'll give you a piece of paper, like just a small little piece of paper that has a QR code, your boarding group, your name, and all that stuff. And that is how you get onto the ship. So mm -hmm. once you go, once they <laughs> say your um, boarding group number, like boarding group number three, um, you'll go like you would normally and through the funnel of the Mickey ears. And then they'll scan the QR code, and you're on the ship. Okay. And then uh, how long? Got, how long between like getting your piece of paper and you know getting on the ship? Like how how long did you have to wait inside the terminal? I would say we waited approximately like fifteen twenty minutes. Okay. So because they were all ready, set to go. Yeah. Um, and, and how many other people were inside the terminal kind of at um, the same time I as you? I would say not even 50, well, fit, between 50 and 75 people. Okay. So it's pretty um, empty probably. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty empty. Okay. It's pretty quiet. But yep. it was actually really nice. Mm -hmm. I, I actually liked how they did it. And oh, nice. With as many Platinum Castaway Club members as you probably know, there's like a bunch of us. Um, I think this is really nice, you know, that's not overcrowding the terminal or anything yeah. like that. So it was definitely a, a plus Cool, for sure. Awesome. Uh, so did they, you know, when you walked across the gangway into the ship, did they introduce your, your travel party when you walked on board? Yes. And, and what was that feeling like? Let me tell you, Wes, I thought I was, my mom and I were going to sink the ship. <laughs> <laughs> we were crying so hard. It it was just an amazing experience because 
for a year and four months, we we miss that. We miss the crew. We miss the the magic. And I bet you and your family do too. And you know, it was just an amazing feeling to hear those words, Disney Dream. Welcome back aboard the Barry family. Yeah. It was just a really amazing experience yeah. to hear that once more. The and like I said, you know, on my social media, the magic is back. That's and awesome. It's here to stay. And not even a COVID-19 virus can stop us. Awesome. I, I love it. And, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm most looking forward to, just in terms of like sounds that kind of, you know, just just take you back to memories that you've had in the past. That introduction, getting onto the ship is just something that just resonates and sticks with you. And I, I can imagine that would be a very emotional experience. Um, even just watching the dream sail away yesterday from my computer, you know, on the webcam was kind of, you know, a little bit emotional for me. So I, I, I can imagine being on board would just bring back all those, all those feelings. Um, yeah. so from the videos that I've seen, once you walk on board, it looks like they sort of direct your travel party to a specific spot in the lobby and then maybe Mickey and Minnie are there to greet you is that the experience that you had yes um so there's about um five or six like different circles and they have Mickey heads on them and the cast members once they welcome you aboard they'll tell you where to go uh, with your travel party and then once all those circles are filled they start the little dance party with Captain Mickey and Captain Minnie and and they do a like a welcome aboard dance and it was just awesome to see that and enjoying that little miniature sail away party yeah. so to speak and then after after that they there's a crew member from the crew staff team that comes up and says hey do you want to go to your mustache station now or do you want to go eat lunch so Okay. It was really nice just getting that, and I was like, oh, wow, this is so organized. Yeah, right, right. Um, do, so that 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 welcome aboard dance party, do you, as far as you know, did they do that for every family that arrived on board? Yes, they did, and, you know, they had a few groups, you know, with us yeah. and um, on those social distancing markers, and they did it every time. Yeah, wow. And, you know. Um, I after lunch and everything, and when I was walking to my assembly station, when they were doing the next group, like I was still getting tears in my eyes. Yeah. You know, they're like, "Oh my god, this is real! <laughs> this is not a dream." <laughs> I can imagine Mickey and Minnie were pretty tired by the end of the end of the day doing all that dancing. But you know what? They were very excited to have everybody on board. Right, right, right. So, did you get any sort of sense uh, of how many people there were on board? On my cruise, there was roughly 900 Oh, okay. So pretty, uh, people. pretty good size. It, it was a decent size. And, you know, I hardly saw anybody during the cruise. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I saw people during yeah. dinner and during the Walt Disney Theater for the shows. But other than that, I mean, there was plenty. It was pretty decent. I was like, oh, wow, I can yeah. get used to yeah. this. And yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it felt pretty empty with only 900 Yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely passengers. empty, but... Yeah. It was a good kind of empty, okay. I guess. Do you know if there were any health officials on board because it was a test cruise? Not from my knowledge. Okay. I think there was. Yeah. If there was, I did not see them. Okay. And, of course, I was having so much fun just being back on the ship. Sure, I was yeah. like, I, I hardly noticed anything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and you mess you 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 mentioned the the mustard drill protocols. Can you kind of just walk through how that works? Yeah, and to be honest with you, Wes, I I hope they keep it like yeah. like this because from what I, mean, I hear, I, bet, I I think that sounds like a, a great uh, upgrade. It, it was definitely an awesome upgrade, and I think a lot of other guests will definitely agree with this because as you probably know Wes, it got so hot on that oh uh, deck, yeah. especially with this florida weather during the summer and that sun just beaming down on you even though it was nice to have some sunshine <laughs> yeah. it it's definitely less stress and it was definitely easy mm. um so what we did was when when it was time for our muster station and you actually get to see your muster station before you get on the cruise which i also liked so you can ha- kind of have an idea of like where you might be, and um, there were, the crew members were there, you know, throughout the ship, kind of like before, and kind of directing you to your assembly station. Um, but once you got outside to that area, you just go over to the cast member or crew member, I should say, um, and they tell you, okay, open this up, and then the, it's on a certain section of the app, and then. You just hit, I agree, like, there's a few, like, I agree, I understand that, you know, in case of emergency, uh, you know, those those kind of agreements. And then once you complete that, um, you go over and take a picture of the assembly station letter, like, if it's, like, sticking out a little bit, out on the wall on deck, or if you're in the Buena Vista Theater, Walt Disney Theater, wherever your assembly station might be. And then at that point, You'll watch a video, just like the muster station video in the stateroom, like before you go to the assembly station before, but it's just a, a an updated one and a refresher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, I really like this. Yeah. I I hope they they keep it. It's yeah. a nice upgrade. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean. Do you think the app then sort of monitors whether you've done it or not? So there's, there's you know, there's no way you could skip out because they, you know, they would. Uh, how do you think they would know if you if you didn't do what you were supposed to do for the the mustard drill? I think there's a way like for them to um, see that because when we were talking to the crew member at the assembly station, because we were having at first we were having like an issue with the video um, playing, and they said once the video is complete, um, that's when they'll know when uh, you've completed it. And okay. then she said. As long as you complete the video before leaving port, you're okay. Got it. And then and, they, they probably yeah. just come to your stateroom or something if, if they see that you haven't completed it yet. Right. And yeah. it seems like everybody, at least on my cruise, did it. Yeah. And um, hopefully it was an easy process for everyone that's on the current, current cruise. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that that was awesome. That was pretty easy for them. Yeah. So sure. One of the things that uh, I was pretty bummed about before the whole pandemic, um, it seemed like they were moving away from the paper navigators and moving completely toward, or you know, at least heading in the direction of a fully app-based navigator. Did you happen to notice if there were any paper navigators available on board? I actually did. And, you know, like before pandemic, they were trying to get, like you said, they were trying to go through uh, towards like more environmentally friendly because that's what Disney right. company is well known for. And um, 
I noticed like on the last cruise back in last March, they didn't print as many, um, which was fine because we were using the app anyways. And on this cruise, there was no paper navigators because I went by. um, It was like really late. I was getting some footage and I was like, are y'all not doing paper navigators anymore? I just was curious, and they're not doing paper navigators anymore. Oh, they no. Completely out. <laughs> oh, now, they did say, I think, if something happens to the app, they will definitely print something out um, as, like, in, ca- in case of an emergency yeah. or, like, backup. Okay. But, yeah, there's not going to be any more paper navigators. Oh, I am pretty bummed about that. That's, I know. That's very I sad look- for me. I... I loved having those papers. And I was afraid I was afraid that was going to be the answer and kind of assumed that it was going to be, but I was really hoping that maybe maybe they would have held on. Um, so. Yeah, because I have so many navigators. And I actually, my mom and I just went through a box of Disney Cruise Line stuff, and we have navigators from 2001. Wow, that's Which cool. I am so glad I kept those. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they're great. They're great keepsakes for sure. Exactly. Were there any stage shows playing during your cruise? Yes, there was. There was two. So they didn't oh, wow. do all three. Okay. Um, but they had, for my cruise, and they, from what I gather, they might be changing it up each cruise, but mm. I can't guarantee anything because yeah. they were still testing the waters. But at least on my cruise, they had Beauty and the Beast. And then on the second night, they did Jungle Cruise, and they had several showings of that. And then on the last night, they had Disney's Believe. Awesome. And cool. I can't say enough about the cast of the shows. You could feel their energy. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's cool. And you could feel the magic. And um, my sister was actually crying at Beauty and the Beast because that's her favorite movie. And I was crying at Disney's Believe because when you saw Tinkerbell come down and help uh, Dr. G or Dr. Greenaway, um, you know, I was crying my eyeballs out. Spoiler alert, if anyone has not been on Disney Dream or Disney Fantasy, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. I, and I, that's, I love hearing that about the, the cast members because I'm sure they are just so excited to be performing in front of a live audience, you know. So um, what what is the – what's the theater experience like, you know, just being in the theater? I mean, are, are you being seated? Can you choose your own seats or, you know, what's what's that process like? Um, they actually seat you. So, and one other thing that is different is like in the past, they've always told you don't reserve seats, things like that. But this time around, um, they actually told us like, you have to have your whole entire party here. We're not going to allow anyone in the theater till your whole entire party is here, Mm -hmm. which I think is a plus because that's one less way to reserve seats. And with the social distancing and everything, they want to make sure that they have the right amount of seats in between people because they don't want to do anything. And they started with the very front row, like at the very bottom, and worked their way up. And they had like two or three seats in between each family, and every other row was closed. Okay. So they like filled one row and then row closed. And then I noticed like not on the first night, but on the second night, I noticed like one crew member was on one side of the aisle and they, she started doing them one way okay. and the other crew member was on the net of the uh, skip a row and then they did their row, but they entered them the other way. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it, yeah. but that's how they did it. Kind of like 
in a way crisscross. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, what about outside the theater kind of before they open the doors? I mean, did you have people kind of congregating out there or did they, I mean, I assume you didn't have to, you know, join a virtual queue or something to go into the theater, right? No. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there was a lot of speculation that was going to come over from the Disney Magic um, for virtual queues. And the only virtual queue we had was for Castaway Key. And I know we'll get to that later. Yes. But, um, no, there wasn't really a line okay. uh, for, for the shows or for the Buena Vista Theater. Um, or there was not even a line to go into the dining rooms. So, and with hmm. the dining rooms, of course, as you know, there's the first and second seating. Yeah. Um, but they staggered the guests. Like, okay, if like for example, eight thirty was the dining time altogether. Um, but they staggered the guests. So, like, my family and I were at eight twenty-five. Someone else I know, uh, they came at like eight thirty. So it was like staggered. So how'd you get those times? Oh, uh, that was on the on the app. Okay. So that's something um, that you see under your plans. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> what was there anything else that made this a you know quote unquote test cruise? I mean, as far as you know, was there anything different than what the guests would be experiencing kind of you know days later? You know, I didn't even notice anything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, you know, with me being you know on a lot of cruises, a lot of the officers knew me, so they they came up and said, "Hey, how did this work?" or "How did this work?" Oh, and, nice. You know, because they. They, they knew that we would be honest about it, but, you know, um, but other than that, you know, we didn't notice anything different that made it obvious that this was a test cruise. It felt like a normal cruise. Okay. Uh, and it just felt natural. Like we, we went to dinner, we enjoyed the shows, we enjoyed shopping and things like that. Awesome. Did you have fireworks? Yes. All fireworks right. are fast. That's awesome. But, I mean, obviously it was not... Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Pirates in the Caribbean. Was it the but new it show? I forget what they called it. Like happily ever, yeah. happily ever after. Thing. Well, I, Wait, I don't think it's called that because that's the Disney World version. But, I, uh, but like, I'm blanking on the name. Like, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, where they um, play Disney music and I think the, it was like Ever After or something, something like that. It was some, yeah. it was something along those lines. But that's what you but, that's what you experienced. Yeah, and it was just awesome to, and it was Disney music, and it was just amazing to have fireworks and of course i was crying and i was crying you know just seems to, have to, be a, seems to be a theme here with the <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know i'm saying a lot of crying but you know it's no it's, it's a good thing it's, I'm, yeah it's, it's i think it, i can understand it and you know like yourself and probably a lot of people i can't speak for everybody but you know just seeing you know cruising getting back to some kind of normal you know it's it's an amazing feeling yeah. to be back on the ship and saying okay this is not a dream this is really real, yeah. you know, just enjoying every moment. Yeah. So the new fireworks show is, is good. You liked it? It's, I, I liked it. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's probably not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Sure, sure. But, you know, it was definitely a nice experience. And we, we only had one showing of it. But from what I heard on the other test voyage, there was like two showings mm. of it. So there could be a possibility that there's one or two showings of yeah. the fireworks just I think they. I think they actually announced that they would be doing two showings on each cruise, just so that they could spread people out. So, um, you know, definitely be interesting to see how that works. I um I want to get to your your day at Castaway Key. So I, I I saw a picture that you posted of a virtual queue to get off the ship at Castaway Key. So can you please describe that a little bit and 
when when were you allowed to select your time? Absolutely. So for anyone that now this goes for anyone who's on the um, double dip for a castaway key. Um, it was one day was at starting at seven thirty. The other day was at eight thirty in the morning, and you just hit join the queue, and you'll get into the line, and um, you'll of course obviously wait your turn. And um, one day I just was like, okay, let me just experience how it is without joining the virtual queue because we wanted to do the aqueduct. And then the other day we wanted to go a little early, so we're like, okay, got to join the virtual queue, and. Um, with that, you don't select a time to go off. That is something that they will like give you like, okay, it is your turn to go on the island. You can go to the um, gangway between this time and this time. So like if your window was like 1145 to noon, uh, which cause that was towards the end of the, the line, um, that's your window. And, um, they weren't too strict on, on this. When it came to getting off on the island, because we were getting close to the end of ours um, window, but they were like, just scan your key and you're good to go. So that was actually an easy process. And I actually like this because, um, I don't know if you experienced this, Wes, but um, because it got so crowded around the, because everybody was so excited to get on Castaway Key. Um, but it was, it was actually pretty nice. I actually liked it. Any idea what time you could have joined the virtual queue? Um, so one day was seven thirty in the morning. Okay. And then the other day was eight thirty. Oh, in the you said, okay. Got it. So yep. it, I mean, of course it can fluctuate. Yep. Um, because I know like they flip flopped it on our cruise cause like the first castaway was eight thirty, and then the second day was seven thirty. Okay. But they flip flopped it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, okay. So one of the things that I'm just the most curious about with this return to cruising is the Castaway Key experience. So what what was it like being able to visit Castaway Key again? And can you kind of describe that feeling? It was definitely amazing to be back to the island and seeing, you know, the island beauty and everything. It, it didn't feel too different. I mean, it felt really quiet because there was hardly anybody there. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to enjoy a little bit more of the family beach and everything. And in the Cookies Barbecue and Cookies 2 um, was really nice. Now, of course, the food was different each day. and uh, But it was really nice. And the only process that is different um, – or the procedures and protocols is the masks. Mm. So you had to wear your mask on the tram, uh, in the restrooms, uh, when you're getting your food, merchandise stores, mm-hmm. and just when you go to sit down with your food. That sure. was the only places that you had to wear your mask, which is understandable because um, the tables are, are close together and everything. And, but it was it was actually a pretty decent experience, but all in all, just being – Back on the on the island, and you know the some of the Bohemian locals, they were there, and they were so excited to see guests back on the island. And um, you know, cruising for years with Disney, you know, one of the icons of the island was Cecil. Um, and I don't know if a lot of your uh, listeners know Cecil, but he was an icon for us growing up. He uh, was always there at the tram stop, welcoming you to the island. And I was like, "Where's Cecil?" Like. Cecil needs to be here, that kind of thing. Is he okay? You know, uh, 
did y'all keep him safe during this pandemic? And they were like, yes, he's okay. He's still in his room back in the, on the island. Oh. And, and apparently he's coming back next next month. So if anyone's wondering about Cecil, he's okay and he's coming back. <laughs> awesome. Good so, to know. Because I know I had a few people ask me. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. I think one of the really cool things about these early cruisers in, you know, in these first uh, cruises coming back is just – the limited amount of people that will be visiting the island is, mm-hmm. you know, it, I can just imagine it's a very intimate private experience. One that you, you know, wouldn't get in the past and may never get in the future, depending on how quickly they sort of ramp up again. So I think that's a really cool experience that you got to have just kind of having the island. It, it was with definitely such a few, nice. Yeah. Little amount of people. And, you know, especially for a double dip at Castaway Key, it was very nice. And my mom and I actually want to do a double dip at Castaway Key. And, I was, and when they were like, surprise, double dip to Castaway, I was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to have to take a five-day cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's so cool. A, a three-night itinerary and two stops at Castaway Key. That's just an amazing, uh, amazing cruise. Um, so, I mean – what what did you do on Castaway Key? Did you just you know just have a a beach day, or did you you know have do snorkeling, or what what did you do on Castaway Key? So on one day uh, we did kind of go a little late, so but um, we enjoyed the aqueduct before going on the island, and then when we got onto the island, we just enjoyed a beach day that day. So and then the next day when we went back for the second day, we Enjoyed a little bit of bicycling. We enjoyed awesome. um, a few other things, um, uh, and we got some floats. And uh, we were gonna snorkel, but uh, we were like, "Well, since we're coming back in a week, we'll just try it out then." Sure. Um, so we were just like trying to plan out our day, and um, it was it was definitely a nice experience both days. I just loved it. Cool. Uh, did you hap- did you notice anything different physically about the island? Physically, no, um, because the last time we were there was March of 2020. Yeah. And, um, of course, the island was still trying to recover from the hurricane yeah. from the year before in 2019. But we just rode around, and uh, Serenity Bay Beach was closed because uh, they're still trying to get some crew members back for the island for the lifeguarding, from what the lifeguards told us. And But other than that, the beach, hmm. the island looked beautiful. Um and all her glory was there and awesome. all the magic was still there. For so sure. like it was untouched. Cool. So that paradise was did, still uh, the same. Did did the, the characters make it out onto the island at all? Yes, they did. And um guests will and you'll notice this like on the tram as well, they have uh, certain spots like where they'll like be relaxing, getting some sun. And they actually have uh once you get off the ship, or at least when we did uh, there were some vehicles that were Disney character themed, like Mickey, Goofy, Donald, Pluto, um, that were themed, and they would take them to that location so you can get that socially distanced photo. And that was that was actually pretty cute, you know, something to do while you're riding the yeah. tram or walking. I saw, so that was definitely a plus. I saw your picture of those cars. I don't think I have ever seen those before. No, those are new. So, so. yeah, those are those are pretty cool. I like those. Um, cool. So what about getting back on the ship? So you had a virtual queue to get off the ship. 
Anything special that you had to do to get back on? No, nope. Um, just come back whenever you 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 want. Yeah. And um, as long as you're back on the ship before the four forty five or anything like that. Yeah. Um, on the second day, there was only one person that they needed to make sure was on the ship. But of course, that was just like any cruise. You know, they just had to scan the key card. But other than that, it was a nice experience awesome. um, getting back on. And it was easy process getting on, same procedure as before. Okay. So no virtual queue. All right. And one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you earlier, and I, I actually forgot, is just, you know, being on the, on the pool deck um, and particularly the aqueduct, did you happen – was there ever a point where – you know, there was a, a really long line for the aqueduct, or how did they h- handle the line for the aqueduct? I mean, did they right. have, you know, tape down where you should stand? Yeah, so it's, uh, so there was no virtual queue, which I thought there was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but similar to the parks, if you visited the parks since they reopened, they had the please stand here. Um, they did have those. Um, and then, of course, they have the little signs that say, please stay six feet apart. Um, or two meters, depending on how you read it. Um, but it, it was pretty decent and we did it like five times. There was like no weight, you know, like that favorite popular ride. It did not have a weight whatsoever. And it was, it was really nice and they did an excellent job. And, uh, when we got up to get on the raft for the they sanitized the, the raft every time that it comes up and made sure they sprayed it, the handles, and make sure that it was clean for the next guest to use. So that was a really nice uh, plus to that. Okay. So they're really doing an awesome job on the yeah. cleanliness all around the ship and on the island. Great. Awesome. All right. Now the saddest part of any Disney Cruise vacation. Oh, yes. The debarkation process. Can you explain how that went? Now, I will say this. This is another thing that I hope that they keep, or at least this is my opinion. I hope they keep this. <laughs> um, this is something that my mom and I, because um, I remember it was just on one cruise, but I remember experiencing this once before. So they still have um, where you can disembark if you want to go ahead and just get off the ship, like at 7.15 in the morning. That's still fine. Um but also, if you want to go eat up in cabanas and not go to the dining room, you can still do that. Or you can go to the dining room for breakfast. And what they did differently is instead of you lining up and, of course, the line going up all the way to deck 11, if, if you remember that, um, they call luggage tags. So, for example, like if you and your family, Wes, was Donald, luggage tag Donald, they'll call that group. and then Just over the um, intercom? Yeah, over the intercom and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, but so, and then they'll slowly call other um, luggage tags and everything. Okay. I like that idea. So it was a pretty smooth process then. So yeah, so it was a very nice uh, procedure and everything. And it was nice to have that. It was well organized. And there was less people in customs area. And you didn't have that long line trying to wait for your turn or anything like that. Um, it was it was really nice, really smooth, nice procedure. So I hope that they really keep that. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a good one. Um, and 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 you you 
you did mention you could still do the the sit down breakfast beforehand, right? Okay. Right, and you can still go and um depending on if you're first or second yep. seating and uh you can go enjoy breakfast and it's still the same uh disembarkation breakfast. Um they have a few new items but not much. Okay. So but it was definitely it was smooth, it was relaxed and the dining experience was definitely um not changed at all. I mean, obviously you could see that there was less people, but but it was still nice um to enjoy and relax and enjoy the crew and seeing that experience. Very cool. So I think I already know your answer to this question, but just give me your overall thoughts on your first Disney cruise in more than a year and a half. And was it still magical? With the protocols, with the procedures, with everything that they put into place, they, it was an amazing experience. And and I hope if you have any listeners that are crew or the cast from Disney Cruise Line, you know, bravo to the cast. You did an awesome job. You know, they – it was like going on my first cruise again wow. 20 years ago. Yeah. And, the, and like I kept saying throughout the show, the magic is back and nothing can stop the crew from making the magic again. And. It was an overall amazing experience, and I will continue to do Disney Cruise Line, um, and and I hope that everyone feels the same opinion. I mean, obviously, everyone's not going to feel the same, which I understand, but it was definitely the same kind of experience that I felt a year and a half ago. That's awesome. I, well, I am really happy to hear that. I'm ex- I'm excited that you got to go on a cruise. I'm excited that you have another one scheduled. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, and I just I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with me. And uh, it was really nice to hear, you know, your perspective and, and, and just get an idea of what it's like to cruise from the United States uh, in 2021. So thank you so much for uh, for doing that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Wes. And Wes, like I told you at the beginning of the show, it it was definitely an honor coming on to your show. I, I've listened to your podcast and and how lucky am I to be uh, <laughs> on your show. And and I'm glad that I was able to share my experiences with you and, your, and to your listeners. But yeah, Wes, so much. That's uh, It's my pleasure, really. And that's very kind of you to say. I, I, I do very much appreciate that feedback and I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you listened to my show and I, it was really great talking to you so uh, like enjoy your you know your next cruise I'm, I'm excited to, to follow along on you know with your experience on social media make sure uh, if you're listening to go follow Megan on social media at DCL underscore cruise underscore nerd um, that's on Instagram and on Twitter uh, be sure to uh, go follow her. So, Megan, thank you again. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy your, your upcoming cruise. Thank you, Wes, and you have an awesome evening and week. Appreciate that. Take care. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter, at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. 
Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>